0: Hi guys, how we doing? Holy fuck, I am tired. Um, Have you ever been like emotionally tired, but in the best way, like so grateful for it. Um, This whole last week was dedicated to moving into my new house. The entire weekend was dedicated to celebrating Troy, my boyfriend's 30th birthday. Yes, I know I'm uh, rocking, robbing, whatever, the cradle. Um, Been making out with a guy who's been in his 20s for the better part of last year. So sexy. Love him so much. Uh, But yeah, I've been lying to him. I told him for the past few months that we were going on a trip for his birthday, but really his family was flying into Atlanta. I had all of his friends ready to celebrate him all weekend long. We did dinners, surprise party, golf, drinking, back to the house, all that good stuff. Um, But holy shit, I will never do a surprise party again. My anxiety cannot handle it. It's so much lying, so much planning and coordinating and making sure like that nobody sees text messages and I'm just really being dramatic. Um, Hello, Henry. Can you not click clack on the floor? Um, But if you didn't know this, I am an extremely dramatic person. You probably did know that. But anyway, it was amazing to have everyone here, um, you know, to celebrate him and his mom who is a dedicated subscriber and listener to this podcast listens to every single one so hi I love you bless you Henry um she is literally an angel sent from above she unpacked so many boxes she organized my entire walk-in closet with somewhat of the help of me but also the help of Troy's brother's girlfriend uh she organized my pantry like everything and one I'll be honest I had a few people reach out and be like oh my gosh like how do you feel about this isn't that too much and I'm like Listen, as someone who's, this isn't funny, but as someone whose mom doesn't really like you, you know, like they don't talk to you, it's an amazing feeling to have someone who cares about you, wants to like, get to know you, wants to help you feel settled in your new home. Like, I don't really give a flying fuck where my spices go. I don't even know what half of those spices are. I don't know how to say them out loud. So I don't care where my clothes are hung. I'm just so grateful that you're even willing to help me. Um... If, if she was organizing like my butt plugs, it'd be a different story. No, I'm just kidding. I know where all of them are, but um, it was so funny. because She was looking through my bodysuits. You know, like if you look at the the cover photo of this podcast, it's me in a lace, completely see-through bodysuit um, where you can see my nipples if I hadn't photoshopped them out. And she picked it up. She was like, oh, this is interesting lingerie. And I was like, oh, no, I wear that in public, I'm not really a lingerie type of girl. I prefer to just be naked. And she was like, oh, awesome. Anyway, the house is almost done. My designers are actually coming back today um, because I decided that I needed them to do my master bath or or master bedroom and my balcony. So I'm excited about that. Um, But just have a few more boxes to unpack. Need to get some blinds up. So, you know, when I'm showering, everyone can't see my nipples and my butthole, but. then we'll be good to go. I'm feeling good about it. Um, but I'm excited for this weekend because one, it's Easter. And I told Troy, I really want an Easter basket. So babe, if you're listening to this, please don't forget. I really want some Reese's eggs. I want the little grass things, you know, I like that. Um, but speaking of gaining weight, we leave for Mexico next weekend. And I was thinking about doing a cleanse, but that sounds really boring. I was not going to drink, but I was like, "Mm, I don't want to become like a lightweight. You know what I mean? So, um, that probably isn't gonna work. And, you know, sitting out on my balcony and these pre-summer nights, they're so nice because once it gets into like August in Atlanta, we're fucked, um, but it's just 10 out of 10, especially, you know, with a nice beverage. But we found actually these new spiked lemonades, um, which usually they're way too sweet for me and I don't like them. Um, but they're called loud lemon and there's a bunch of different flavors, but try the original ones. They're not too sweet. They're actually really good. Um, and the crowd went wild for them this weekend. The watermelon one's good. There's an Island jam one that a lot of people liked. Um, Troy said they're his new official lake drink. Um, but we got them at total wine, but I looked it up because people were asking we we're here, they're like, wait, where can I get these where I live? Um, but you can get them at like gas stations. So, anyway, just a new hot tip for a nice little summer drink. But anyway, back to this weekend, it'll be awesome. Our TVs will finally be mounted. We can just, you know, sit around. We've been a hundred percent on going, going, going for like a month, which we are obviously so fucking grateful for. But it'll be really nice to just be in the house naked, snuggle maybe watch a movie, maybe, you know, Troy will earn a blowjob by building my brand new vanity. Um, you know, the options are really endless, but I am so excited to show you the vanity because I got it from um, Impressions Vanity. It's like an all glass mirrored vanity. It's huge. The reviews are like, wow, this vanity is stunning, exquisite. That's a big word. Uh, but it took my husband four days to build it. So Good luck, babe. I hope that you have a lot of fun doing that. Also, before we get into, you know, today's topic, I had another scare last week. That sounds very dramatic, but it was um, about my Instagram. My entire Staying Alive highlight was deleted. Um, And it's just so freaking funny because I got a warning that said, it literally in quotes said, because uh, it like reads the words, right? And it says, quote, tips to keep women safe, end quote. I'm looking at it right now. Violates our community standards for violence and indecency. Indec- I don't fucking know what that word is. Um, so pretty much my uh, story, my highlight, the entire highlight that had all, like I talked, if you listened to last week's episode, that's what it was all about. The whole fucking thing got deleted. And I was talking to the girls in my Facebook group and they're like, it's probably because I like did a screen recording of everyone's, um, everyone's like suggestions for ways to stay safe. And a lot of people were like, you should carry, you should get your permit. You should have concealed carry. You should learn how to use a gun and you should carry one. I didn't know that that was illegal. Isn't it legal if you have your permit and you're in a state that that is allowed? Um, I'm sorry, Instagram, that we have to think about those kind of things because women just walking, walking in the street without any sort of weapon is not like an option for us to literally stay alive. So supposedly that's why everybody thinks it got deleted. But what was freaking hilarious is I then got another, your story has been removed because of a post that I made, it was in my highlights of my dogs from December 27th, 2021. And I get why it was deleted. It said I would literally kill for them, which, I know we're all sensitive and that's very... I should not have said that, but it was from December 27th of 2021. It's mid-April 2022. Who the fuck is taking the time to look through... Like, I just don't understand. It literally boggles my mind. Like, I've just gotten so over it. I don't even fucking care at this point. Like, I will move on no matter what happens. But it just is like, is there... A group of people who, like, just report, they go through my highlights, like, is that how they're spending their time? (laughs) Looking through some random bitch on the internet's highlights and being like, this this is not okay. You will kill for your dogs. No. Deleted. Canceled. I'm like, y'all, get a fucking vibrator. Like, holy shit. Anyway, today, we are going to talk about false negative beliefs. I touched on it on my Instagram and didn't realize so many people have never discussed this. Um, I learned it back in one of my leadership trainings and a little backstory. One of the reasons I loved, like loved my first career, it was in staffing and recruiting was because my CEO, president, the VPs, they poured into their people so much. I truly felt so taken care of, appreciated. And it really taught me so much about leadership Um, but the training and resources they gave us really taught me also so much about myself. Um, we all like these world-class speakers would come in. We would do trainings for the leadership team. Uh, one of them that stuck with me though. And it was like 10 years. No, it wasn't 10 years ago. I'm not that fucking old. Uh, Maybe like seven years ago. Fuck, that's still old. Um, I still think about it all the time. And I talk about it with my friends. Like I literally had the conversation with my friend Lauren last night. Um, Real quick though, let me tell you one thing about leadership. Okay. If you can get your people to feel so comfortable to be vulnerable um, and like feel safe around you, you can get them to do anything. Like some of the first times I really spoke about my past was with my leadership team because I felt like I was so safe to be myself. But anyway, false negative beliefs, they are what they sound like. They're negative beliefs that you have about yourself that are false. Um, Now, please don't quote me because there have been so many different like studies books written, TED talks, like just Google it and you can find some people call them um, self-limited, like Tony Robbins calls them limiting beliefs. Um, And there's a whole, there's just so much information on them. There's so many different opinions. I'm just sharing what really has stuck with me. And when I have conversations, people are like, oh, holy fuck, like that makes so much sense. Um, I mean, it probably doesn't make that much sense because the way that I explain things is fucking terrible. But anyway, I'm so glad I have a podcast explaining things. Um, But they're, they're usually beliefs that stem from your childhood, your upbringing, whatever, that affect you throughout your life. Like the decisions you make, the feelings you have, the insecurities you feel can stem from these beliefs. I tried to remember the exact ones, but for example... Some of them are the belief that I'm not good enough, the belief that I'm not lovable, the belief that I'm not worthy, I'm not talented enough, I'm not smart enough, beliefs like that. Now, if you know me, I'm a pretty confident person. Uh, I take a lot of risks. I do things well before I'm qualified for them. So my false negative belief definitely isn't that I'm not good enough or talented enough or smart enough. Um, It's actually that I'm not lovable. And I just wanna say before I get into this, this was like an issue for me, you know, seven, eight years ago. Like it was something I never realized about myself. Um, It was something though that affected me. And once I looked inward and started to work on it, it changed. So just wanted to say that, but it stems from a few things. It's wild to think about my life and how it has affected me, you know, like my fatal flaw, uh, I, I call things like a fatal flaw, um, is that like, if I feel like someone doesn't like me, love me, whatever, I just dip out. Like in my past, I would always break up with someone before they had a chance to break up with me. If I felt like a friend didn't like me, I would literally just go silent and leave. Um, I remember my now best friends when I had first met them one time when, um, we were all just like sitting around, someone said something and I thought that, that it was directed towards me and that like, I don't really remember the exact details, but I literally just got up silently and drove home and they called me and they were like, are you okay? And I was like, oh yeah, I just thought that you like, didn't want me to be there. Like no problem, no problem. Like it's fine. And they were like, what the fuck and it was just like it wasn't a like i need attention i need you to like tell me that you love me but i felt like they just didn't want me there not and it was it was honestly a fucked up situation but anyway um not fucked up situation i was being fucked up um but it it's just something to think about and it was a process to find what my false negative belief was right like you have to have you have to go inward, you have to get real with yourself and realize that whatever it is that is your belief, you'll always be looking to support that belief, right? Like before I really realized that this was my, that this was just a negative belief about myself brought on by shitty situations in my childhood, I would legit look for excuses to be like, see, I'm not lovable, goodbye. Like I was looking for reasons to leave because, which is just a bit of a problem. Um, because I just wanted to get out. I never wanted to put myself in a situation where I, where someone was going to tell me or show me that they didn't love me. See, it's really fucked up. But it has, like before, like years ago, um, it caused people to be like, yo, you are so cold. You're like a bitch. Your heart, like you you don't care. You just like leave because I would just like dip out. Like sometimes guys would be like, okay, bye. Um, but like, I'm literally sitting at my kitchen table and there's so many cards here. And the one right next to me is from my friend Lacey. Um, and it just says, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I won't stop telling you until you believe that you're lovable. And she's just so cute. Hi Lace. I love you so much, but it's, um, it's just funny. Like it doesn't affect me Like it does, or like it used to, because I just realize it now. But anyway, um, I can tell it's wild because I can tell that I'm aware of it. Like I know it's a thought in my head, but in past relationships, like with men, I, I feel like it was always very surface level, not too interested in like getting deep down nitty gritty with someone because I don't want... To like let someone into my inner workings of my brain. Because then if, aka when they left me, because you know, everybody's gonna leave, (laughs) um, then it would be super shitty. Like, um, anyway, I've had, you know, guys be like, can I get some sort of emotion? Can I get some sort of uh, something? And I'm like, nah, like I'm Gucci, bro, thanks. Um, And now with Troy, I'm just a puddle of mud and mush and feel so loved that I truly don't ever question it. Um, Anyway, it's just an odd place To be, um, because I'm so confident. I know what I bring to the table. I bring the whole fucking table. Like, I'm an amazing friend. I'm an amazing dog mom. I'm a 10 out of 10 girlfriend. Um, But when, to be completely vulnerable and transparent with you guys. Like, when the one person who is supposed to love you, no matter what, shows you that they don't. Like, time after time, year after year. It's hard to not have that in the back of your brain. You know? But is this... Therapy, or is this a podcast? Um, I'm not a psychiatrist, psych, whatever it is, um, therapist, nor do I have any sort of stature to be speaking about this. But I actually reached out to someone who was in the leadership group with me and we discussed it. We came up with these things to think about to find what yours might be, right? So, one, like when do you feel strong emotions, right? Like, for example, if I didn't get the job that I interviewed for, it wouldn't really affect me. Like I wouldn't make rash decisions about it. Um, But if I felt like someone didn't love me, I'd immediately dump them or like leave the room. (laughs) You know what I mean? So you want to look for themes in your life, themes in your thoughts and try to piece them together. Highly recommend like Googling this if it's something you want to look into. Um, but like what triggers you, what makes you feel inadequate? What is your fatal flaw? A.K. what is something that you habitually do that isn't good? Maybe you want to work on it. This is obviously better for a therapist to identify, but Hey, close enough. Right. Um, what is very hard for you to believe about yourself? For example, if someone tells me that like I did a great job at a task or like I crushed my sales year, I'm like, fuck yeah, I did. But if someone was like, I love you and I'll be your friend forever in my brain, I'm like, yeah, like sure, sis, whatever. In my past, like much better now, but you know what I mean? So you would, you would think that that would make me like extremely needy. But I have like such a mental block to it that I become like numb to it. I don't know. That's more for a therapy session. Um, anyway, it's an interesting topic. When I started to talk about it on my Instagram with other people, they're like, oh my gosh, mine's definitely that I'm not worthy. Like I never feel like when I accomplish something or someone compliments me because I did something. I'm like, no, like I give the credit to other people or I don't know. It's taught me a lot. And I talk with my friends about it a lot. And I feel like the best thing we can all do is be self-aware. Like I've had conversations with friends who are, this is like, you know, a couple years ago that are so competitive that it makes them like almost annoying. <laughs> um, and they they said that themselves. They're always trying to like prove something or beat you at something. And it stems from a false negative belief that they're not good enough. So um, Think about it. What beliefs do you have about yourself that affect our lives, our relationships, other people? Like the first step is accepting it. You know, don't hide from it. Everyone goes through it. Everyone has their shit. Everyone's a little fucked up in the head. Like the ones who overcome it though, they face it and they talk about it and they lean on other people. So talk to someone you trust about it. Someone gave me the advice to write down, this is like five years ago, but they said write down every single time I felt lovable and I literally put it on my fridge and, um, it changed my life, honestly, but it's why I keep every like single handwritten letter from someone that someone writes me. If I'm having an off day, I literally read them. Um, before I was, you know, blessed enough to have people write me a card. I used to write them to myself. Um, I used to print out screenshots of texts from my dad that said, like, I love you, I'm so proud of you. Okay, like, (laughs) anyway. um, If mine was that I'm not good enough though, like if that's maybe yours, I would write down every time I thought I was good enough. Um, every time I thought I was smart enough, every time I thought I was worthy of something. You know what I mean? It's all negative self-talk. That's all what it is. And what do we always say around here? You spend 100% of your life with you. So you need to be so aware of how you talk to yourself. I think a lot of people would be like, okay, this is wild. We don't need to do this much. But imagine if everyone worked on themselves just a little bit more than the day the week, the year before, right? Like if everyone tried to get 1% better every single day, every single month, they were, you know, tried to be a better friend, a better mom, a better wife, whatever it is, the world I feel like would be so much more (laughs) kick ass. Like what we want out of this life lies within our own thoughts. And that turns into our own actions, right? Focus on what you can control. You can control your thoughts. You can control your beliefs. So a life coach, uh, when was this? A couple years ago, taught me this. Okay, think about this. When you start to have these false negative beliefs, this also really helps with anxiety. When you start to have these beliefs, physically look up, like look up into the sky or whatever, and imagine these thoughts Just floating on past you. Like acknowledge them. Don't try to pretend you don't see them. Be like, sup bitch, I see you. Like pass on by. And then look straight and move forward. That's what you can control. You can't control your past. You can't control how people treat you or how they treated you, how you were raised, nothing. But you can control your now. And if you get good at it, it will change your life. I promise you. It's a topic that is kind of like Wonky, right? So many people have different opinions on it. There's just so many different things that you can look at. But it is true, I think, that there are so many. Think of like how many, uh, how it like affects a relationship, or how it affects things that happen in your everyday life that are literally stemmed from a negative belief that you have about yourself. Right. And, you know, I don't know this child psychology or whatever, but how so many of our thoughts are made and the beliefs about ourselves are made before we turn like the age of 12, which is fucking insane. Um, but it's just like crazy to think that those thoughts so negative affect us for the rest of our life, you know? Okay. So also wanted to touch on this different topic um, that I talked about on my Instagram a couple days ago, and it was insane, right? How many text messages, emails, DMs I got relating to this topic. Uh, A lot of people wanted me to dive a little bit deeper into it on my podcast. So here I am, okay? I put up a question box that I put up sometimes, and this was after this whole weekend, right? And someone said, Is your house a disaster after having so many people there? I would have so much anxiety. And I just want to say first that I had a very long, like voice noting back and not very long, but voice noting back and forth conversation with the girl who wrote this. And she was so kind and she was like, holy shit, I never thought about it like this. Like pretty much thank you so much for turning the mirror on myself, right? Because what I said was... I didn't feel any anxiety about my house being a, you know, quote, disaster until you said that, right? So there's so many people I feel like who do the, oh my God, I would have so much anxiety about that. Or, you know, when people are like, wow, you're so brave for posting about that or, um, you know, people who have kids, they're like, "Mm, just wait until they turn two. You're not going to sleep through the night. Like those comments suck. Those people don't suck, but those comments are just, they're not it. Like we need to stop saying that because all that it does is you're telling someone to like change their positive thought, right? Like I have friends who you know, they'll post on their Instagram or something like my baby is sleeping so well through the night. Um, I'm so happy, blah, blah, blah. And people will literally respond to them and be like, "Mm, just wait. And it's like, that's so like, I think that it comes from love and they're trying to like, I don't know, but it's so rude at the end of the day and we really have to stop. So when I thought about this um, comment, right, I know it wasn't rude. She wasn't trying to be rude. She was, you know, Um, just having the conversation. But anyway, I didn't have any anxiety, but then I thought, oh, should I have anxiety? Is it bad that I don't have anxiety? And then I, like, my mind just started to, like, spiral into other things. But, um, and I was talking on my Instagram too, like, when I moved to Atlanta, I was promoted from my job to open up our Atlanta market. So I moved here with my ex-boyfriend, who then I broke up with six months in, um, so, and I was a sales manager, so it's not like I was going to go get fucked up on the weekends with my employees all the time. So I really didn't have many friends. Like I moved here and then I lived alone. So I literally like, you know, it would be like Moose and I like would get off work Friday. So tired. Cause you know, you're in sales and you're talking to people all day long, blah, blah, blah. And I would spend the entire weekend with just Moose and I. And it was honestly amazing sometimes, but My house was spotless, right? Like I prayed for, uh, you know, quote, disaster of a house. I prayed for people to come into my life that wanted to come over and hang out with me and play games at my kitchen table and drink all my drink. You know what I mean? I prayed for that. Um, And then I started to pray for, you know, a space, a house that could host all of my people. And so now, like I see a disaster of a house, if you want to call it that. And I'm like, so fucking grateful for it. It's the same as, you know, I think I talked about last time or last week about changing your language, right? Like I get to clean up my house. I one get to have this fucking, in my opinion, nice house that I am lucky enough to host all of these people. I get to go grocery shopping for them I get to you know ask them what they want before they get here and I I get to do all these dishes like that's something that I fucking have wanted for so long um so anyway when people say like oh I would have anyway you know what I mean like it's just um it's something to to think about um, because when you say, and someone said to me, they're like, oh, I just wanted to, like, I was in a crappy mood. So I said this to one of my friends, because like misery loves company, you know, people who are down want other people to be down with them. So it's just, it's, it's crazy what happens when you let the mirror be turned on yourself, right? So like, when someone says something to me, that maybe hurts my feelings. I don't go and try to like berate them, but I really try to turn the mirror. I'm like, listen, when you said this, this probably what, it wasn't probably intentional that this is what you made me think, but I just want you to see that you saying, hey, I would have so much anxiety about that, really turns my like happy, positive thoughts of being so fucking grateful for having a mess into shit, should I be anxious about this. And that just goes back to the whole entire reason why I started my motherfucking Instagram is because when I was watching these other, you know, quote implemented on the internet, they would say, Oh, excuse, like, I'm so sorry about my appearance. Oh my God, look at my hair. Um, my house is crit and they looked like supermodels that just in, and I know that they probably don't mean this. Um, they're either looking for compliments, which is, Whatever. Or um, they just don't realize that it makes other women like I remember watching people being like, oh, my gosh, I'm my hair. I'm just like such a mess. And I like looked down and I was like, I'm 10 times uglier than you. So should I be apologizing for how I look like this makes me feel like shit about myself? Um, And that's just another thing that I think is was so is was so wrong with the industry of influencing and social media is people like apologizing for how they look but anyway okay last thing i wanted to uh touch on was another hot one in the last week and it was i'm about to hang out with a new friend for the first time i'm nervous help and she was she wrote more too. And it was like, I haven't hung out with a friend for the first time in a long time, but some of my friends moved away, blah, blah, blah. So um, I wanted to go a little bit more into this because a lot of people had opinions and questions about it, but I get being nervous, but it's also like so fucking exciting, right? It's in my opinion, better than going on a date. Like, Women are our soulmates, right? Like, my girlfriends, I feel like, are my soulmates and, you know, meant to be in my life, have taught me so much. Men are great. Yes, different topic, but having a, even if it's one, right? Like, we can talk about having quarters over pennies, okay? Quality over quantity. One amazing friend in your life can change everything for you. Like, I wholeheartedly believe that. You don't need, nor would I want hundreds of friends, dozens of friends either. Like having a few people who you trust your life with, right? Like if you're burying a body, who you call in to get a shovel sort of thing, okay? So when you, but but I get that it's like, it's nerve wracking to go to to meet people, right? A lot of people say, hey, how do you meet new friends in a new city? That takes putting yourself out there. Okay. You have to, it's just, it's the same as dating, but you have to ask people. And if they say no, that's fine. What do we say? Rejection is redirection. If I went up to someone at the gym, for example, okay. And I was like, Hey, hold on. I got a burp. If I said, Hey, would you, um, would you ever love to get coffee? You want to go to lunch? Um, what are you doing this weekend? Oh, I'm going out here. Cool. Hey, I just moved here. Would you care if I, if I joined, if they're like, uh, no, I'd be like, well, what a fucking cunt. Like, bye. I don't want to hang out with you anyway. You know what I mean? Like, um, and you have to have that self-confidence and that takes a lot, but that's okay. You do not want to hang out with them anyway. There's nothing wrong with you. That girl's going to wake up in five years and be like, holy shit, I am a cunt and I have no friends. So anyway, um, But, you know, that person is most likely going to be like, yeah, girl, like, come on. Like this, like, I remember how I met my now five best friends in college. I went to, I lived in uh, New Hampshire. I moved to Myrtle Beach, (laughs) Coastal Carolina. Didn't know a single soul. And I literally had a mutual friend um, with my now best friend, Taylor. And I messaged her on Facebook. And I was like, hey, gal, do you want to be my friend? And she was like, yeah, come over. And literally I walked in and Brandy, Jules, Lindsay were there, obviously with Taylor and we are now all best friends. Like that's that's what happened. And I was very lucky that that's how it turned out. Um, but when I moved to Atlanta, I also asked people, hey, like, do you want to hang out? And they've been like, oh yeah, and they gave me like a, and I was like, okay, like I don't want to hang out with you either. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, uh, you have to put yourself out there. You have to go and ask. You can't just... Like assume it's, it's an, it's a narcissistic thought to think that people are just going to like reach out to you and want to be your friend. Like it takes work. Relationships take work. Like if they're your marriage or a relationship with a dude, like friendships also take a lot of work, right? So that's the first step. And then when you're with someone, like You've gotta get um, human to human, right? I feel like relationships go from good to great when people, they let their guards down. Um, And like I said, it's a human to human connection, right? So if you, in my opinion, if you get vulnerable, it's just like I was talking about with my leadership team uh, back in the day, If you are vulnerable, it gives people the like safety net to let their guard down and then be vulnerable. And once you get past that, you know, you gotta talk about the small things, right? Like, oh, where are you from? Oh, your dog's fucking adorable. Look at mine, so fucking adorable. Like you wanna, but once you get vulnerable with someone like, People love to be around people that they trust. Nobody loves to be around someone who they feel like they're being judged by or something. So if someone tells you something that maybe they like put their their foot out first and uh, they talk about something that makes them vulnerable or like an embarrassing situation that happened, like. Be like, oh my gosh, that's, that's crazy. Thanks for telling me this happened to me once. Like, and that's when like relationships just go from surface level to like best friends, right? You have to one, be okay with letting your guard down, but two, you have to make other people feel safe enough to let theirs down. Does that make sense? Um, Oh, Troy's FaceTiming me. He's in California on a work trip. I guess he just wants to see my beautiful face. Um, But I think that that's such a, it's such a hot topic of making new friends, especially when you're in like your third, in my opinion, in your late twenties, your thirties, you might feel that like people have their own set of friends and that's fine, but you have to know what you fucking bring to the table as far as a friend. And you have to put yourself out there and you have to show people that you are someone who can be trusted, who can be, um, who people can feel safe around. Like you have to show them that. And the first step is reaching out. I'm talking like, uh, my opinion, the The best way to meet people who you wanna hang out with is at places where you like to be, right? So. Um, the gym, in my opinion, that has worked the best for me because it was like, oh, these people like to stay active. Maybe go to a dog park. If you are also single, um, and maybe in a new city and looking to make friends, highly recommend rescuing a perfect, beautiful angel puppy. Um, because one that gives you something to be responsible for, which, you know, makes you feel happy in my opinion. Um, but Go to a dog park, like bring your dog there and go up and like talk to people. It's, it, it's um it, this is life, right? This isn't some scary like movie or whatever. Nine times out of 10, people are going to be receptive. There's going to be assholes. There's going to be people who don't want to be your friend. That's fucking fine. You don't want to be their friend either, but you have to, uh, what's the fucking Bumble BFF? Like that's cool. Like, are there Facebook groups in your city? Do that. Do you know someone who knows someone who know? hey, um, this girl, uh, I saw her at my gym and but, you know, like I literally looked up Taylor on Facebook. Like, sorry, but that's, you know what I mean? It's just, there's, uh, Amanda, one of my best friends, we became like Instagram friends and we were chatting back and forth. And then she was like, hey, can I come over? And I was like, sure. She's like, okay, I'm on my way. And I'm like, awesome. Like that's, I we built such a connection with each other over Instagram that, you know, and people are like, oh, social media, like blah, blah. blah. Social media is an incredible fucking place, okay? There are shitty people on there. The fucking Taliban has a Twitter. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's shitty parts of it. Yes, there's shitty parts of everything. But the majority of social media can be so powerful. And with the pandemic, like nobody was talking face to face. Nobody was going over to each other's houses, but we were all building relationships online. And that is fine. Now go, if you can, go meet up with them. If they don't live in your city, maybe FaceTime with them. Can you take a trip and go see them? Like. There's just so many options. And I feel like, so you know, after I talk one-on-one with some people and we hash this out, they're like, oh, you're right. I literally haven't uh, ever asked someone to hang out. And it's like, take control of what you can control. Ask someone, Read rejection is redirection. It's the same as dating. Like, oh, I can't, blah, blah, blah. When's the last time that you like accepted a date? You did all the safety precautions. Everyone knew where you were, your location was turned on. Yes, but when's the last time? Like go on the fucking dating apps, who gives a fuck? You know how many weddings I've been to where people met on a dating app? Who cares? It's literally so like 2010 to like judge someone who met on an app. You know what I mean? Like, and if somebody judges you, like, fuck off. Like, again, get a butt plug, get a vibrator, find a hobby, do something else. But anyway, that's kind of my two cents on the topic. Um, yeah. Anyway, I love you guys. Um, I haven't said this in a while. If you want to, you know, wherever you're listening to this, give me one star, three stars five stars, 10 stars, whatever you feel like I deserve. I would so greatly appreciate it. My Instagram, if you don't follow me, is at GBClark. If I'm not there, it's because I was disabled for the third time. And my backup account is at GBClark underscore. If you can't find me there, who the fuck knows where where I am, to be honest. I also have a Facebook group. We now have 4,200 women in it. Um, it's a wild place to be, I love it so much. The the link for that is in my bio of G.B. Clark. I will say, um, it automa- there's uh, three questions to ask before you're allowed into the group. If you don't answer them, it automatically declines you. So, so many people are like, Gretch, why'd you decline me from the group? I'm like, bitch, you didn't answer all the questions. They're like, oh my bad. Um, so anyway there's that. Um, I love you guys. And I'm so grateful for you. And you've changed my life. I also haven't said that in a couple weeks. Um, I hope you really, really, really know how grateful I am for you guys every single day. Feet on the ground in the morning. Who am I grateful for? All of y'all. I hope you have a phenomenal fucking week. You're not supposed to say fucking and Easter in the same sentence, but have a great fucking Easter. I love you guys. Bye.